0: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and this episode is brought to you by... Well, actually, I want to start doing something new. We've got the standard members feed, and that's working kind of good. But I actually want to kind of lay it out for you guys. So if you go to otrwesterns.com slash... Donate, again, otrwesterns.com slash donate. You'll actually you'll redirect you to what's called Patreon. It's a fairly new site, but they're doing a lot of wonders for artists similar to myself who's creating shows or music or whatever. Mine is for podcasts. There so a couple things that I want to actually get into. Um, the first milestone, which is $5,000 a month, and the way Patreon works, let me get into that real quick, is you donate as much as you want. Right now, it's a dollar a month is the base that I have it set for, which, with me doing about nine shows a month, gives it to be about three cents a show. So it's not actually that much money. Um, So a dollar a month. And you can set the max that you want to donate or as little as you want to donate every month. So the main thing with the way Patreon works is I set goals, it kind of lets you know. When we hit these milestones, this is what's going to happen. It's, it makes it accountable for me. It makes it accountable for you guys. So let me just run through what the different milestones are. If at, we hit $5,000 a month, we're, I'm bringing in roughly $5,000. Patreon's a little weird, but roughly $5,000 a month. Um, I will remove all intros, except for the one with about Patreon, but I may just throw that at the end if it's possible. Um so we'll remove all ads. So in the beginning, it won't fluctuate from Dollar Shave Tree to Amazon to whatever. We will remove all that, uh, which is a lot what the members get. The members don't get this intro. They won't even hear this, members. If we hit $10,000 a month, The Shadow, I will actually be releasing The Shadow. So I end up doing a 10th show um, on a weekly basis. And it would be mainly for those who are Patreons. But my eventual goal is that we'll, we'll have it out there for everybody. The Green Hornet is at $15,000 a month. Now you're thinking, wow, oh, my God, $15,000. The server is expensive, and this costs me money. I'm not making money on this. Um, currently, it's actually extremely hard for me to some months pay for it. I mean, you guys do help, and the one-time donations help you know, pay for a better server and stuff, but that costs monthly, and, and that's the big thing. And I don't want to be bugging you guys about money. It, to me, that's not what it's about. I give these shows out for free. Because I'm not a big stickler on it. But in the same sense, it doesn't pay the bills. And I can't make money on it. And if I can't make money and, and not have to worry about things like paying for the server or paying for the website or trying to do more better stuff, I can't continue doing it. It's really hard. Um, I, I can't take the radio shows to the store and pay for you know food or gas or anything like that. So, just trying to be straight up honest with you guys. At twenty five thousand dollars, I will be doing a YouTube series where I will be anim- the a show. I haven't decided which one. I kind of got an idea, but I'll be animating a show. I'm going to take the old time radio work that we have now with either the Lone Ranger or Challenge of the Yukon, or who knows. Getting it animated to fit the style and genre, but in animated form, and putting it out there for. On YouTube um, and who knows maybe DVD and and it would be great to see it you know maybe even make it primetime or something so that that's that's what's gonna happen at 25,000 all the month yeah. it, it sounds crazy but that's only you know a couple hundred bucks you know it's only what if we had you know five thousand 25,000 people um, donating a, you can see how that's like you know a dollar a month. From 25,000 people, I have 50,000 uniques right now. There's about 1,500 of you guys who listen on a regular basis. So, you know, if we grow and we get bigger, that's what this is for. At $50,000 a month, now you're saying, oh my God, that's a lot. It's not actually that much money, but this is the way Patreon works. I'll be trading an app. So actually, I know I've been promising this before, but it costs so much money to run the application. I've looked into it and it's hard. I just can't I can't do it even with a little bit that I get from you guys. Uh, those of you who have, you know, donated in the past, you know, originally I thought, hey, it's only cost me a hundred bucks. I mean, it's not going to happen. It takes a lot of money to run these apps on a regular basis. So what I'd end up doing is I'd end up getting an iPhone created. Whether I have to go to a company and have them do it for me, that's what I would end up using that money for. Um, it won't cost anybody anything and I won't have advertisements inside the ads or inside the app. So it will be free for everyone. And my biggest thing is getting it free. So my big thing on this is how much do you think each show is worth, and that's what you have to look at. Figure on thirty-six episodes a month. How much do you think it's worth? Um, in the end, that's that's what it boils down to. You know, if you do thirty-six shows and you only think they're worth a nickel each, it's a dollar eighty a month. That is not a lot of money. Um, you know, you figure if you buy them for ninety-nine cents. On iTunes, you know, if you were to buy each one like a song or treat it as a song, you know, yeah, you could spend $35 a month. But even at $5, that's only 14 cents. So, how much do you think each show is worth? Right now, I have the bare minimum set to 3 cents a show. So, yeah, you know, take a look. OTRWesterns.com slash donate. Um, anybody who donates will also get the membership feed. I'll set them all up personally and stuff. Plus, you know, at different milestones, I'm going to give you guys special episodes. So you actually might start getting the shadow if you're donating, you know, so much per month. I haven't decided that yet, but I want, I want you guys to take a look. Send me feedback, otrwesterns.com Um podcast at otrwesterns.com. Let me know what you guys think. I'm sorry for the long intro of this week's show, but I do want you guys to give me your feedback. I don't get a lot of feedback from people. I get a lot of likes on Facebook, but it's not growing the community. And and I don't know, you know, I've been doing it for four years and we're just not growing. We're kind of just holding steady. Maybe because you know, it's the Lone Ranger and it's, you know, other shows like that, that, you know, people aren't into Westerns like they used to be and kind of disheartening. So you know, I don't want to just drop them and switch to something that's going to get more people. I, I love the Westerns, and, you know, I look forward to listening to them every week. So, let's get into today's episode. Again, sorry for this long intro. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode's going to be Frontier Town. Original air date is, well, we don't have the exact date. We do know it comes from 1949. And the title is The Poisoned Waterhole. Sounds like a very common theme that happened back in the Westerns. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Frontier Town, the saga of the roaring west. Frontier Town, El Paso, Cheyenne, Calgary, Tombstone. Frontier Town.
2: Town called Dos wheels Well, don't feel bad if you haven't. Just one of those frontier towns, roistering and noisy, perched in one of the lushest and richest valleys below the Continental Divide. Me, I'm Chad Remington, the town's only lawyer. But like everyone else, I've got my own ranch with the typical well fed, slab sided herd of cattle for which our valley is so famous. Just because these cattle are valuable, well, it gives some men ideas. That makes plenty of business and trouble for a saddle stop lawyer. It wasn't too long ago that I was riding in toward Dos Rios from my spread. Cherokee O'Bannon, he runs the town livery stable, now that we've talked him out of peddling his genuine Indian rattlesnake oil. Cherokee was riding with me as we cut across some open range trying to get to Dos Rios before sundown. Hey, hey, look at those Herefords, will you, Cherokee? Someday with a few more head, I might even be able to burn up my law books and retire.
3: And, and I use the term at the twinge of conscience, you must have
2: bats in your belfry. Looking at it, a bunch of cows like that, for shame. <laughs> what have I done now to offend your artistic integrity? What has he done now, he
3: says? My boy, you've been casting sultry, longing looks at a bunch of blank-faced cows. When half that emotion spent on a proper female woman would return to you
2: tenfold. Say, a hundredfold. Oh, don't you go biblical on me, you old reprobate. And something else. Unless a man has a few head of good beef, he can't afford to cast long lingering looks at a woman. Dad, my boy, your total lack of sophistication and
3: experience hurts me deeply. A man who has some money in his jeans doesn't need to bother with the distaff side. He can go out and boo old John Barleycorn.
2: Cherokee, the older you get, the more unregenerate you become. Your total lack of appreciation for a herd of cattle is something that I... Hey, Cherokee, rein up. Slow there, gary. boy. Ah, oh, what in billy blue blazes happened to you, Chad? Well, you see that water hole just ahead of us? Yes, sir. Isn't that a tin can lying next to it, lying on its side?
3: Yeah. Unless my optics deceive me, that's an empty five-gallon can. But what about it? The lead pipe cinch, it didn't contain old spiritus time That's drinking liquor to you.
2: No, well, it's a lead pipe cinch, it didn't contain anything that pleasant. I got an awful feeling it did contain five gallons of enough stuff to poison every steer that drank out of that water hole.
3: Why, if I ever catch the pussy-putting cat that did that, I'll
4: darn well destroy him. Come on, girl, get up!
2: I'd like to get my hands on the buster who did this. Putting poison in a water hole.
3: I must admit it's incomprehensible even to me. Why would someone want to poison
2: a lot of dumb, defenseless cows? I don't know, but with their stock poisoned off, how many ranchers around here could pay their debts? You mean to say someone deliberately? By the
3: great God Pan, Chad! This is the most nefarious bit of chicanery I've ever heard
2: of. It certainly is.
3: Now, just a minute! I heard you say just the other day that not over half a dozen ranchers in this whole valley owe a mortgage to the bank. That old sourball Ripley who owns the bank. Forced most of them to pay up a year ago last spring. So what debt did they have?
2: Plenty. Ever since Ripley shut off most of the credit, which absorbed most of the cash folks had on hand, everyone's been buying at Parker's store because Lisha Parker's been willing to let his bills run. Lisha Parker? You mean to
3: insinuate Lisha Parker's mixed up in this cattle poisoning? You and I are coming to Fisticuffs. Why, that old gentleman is so honest. It makes me blush. Yes,
2: it does. Oh, no, calm down, Cherokee. Calm down. This has nothing to do with Lisha. But legally, if the ranchers can't pay their debts, he could go to court, get judgment, and take them all over lock, stock, and barrel in liquidation of his claims.
3: But if you say lice is mixed up in it... Chaps, Chad, I think you're putting your money on the nose of the wrong horse.
2: I'm not making any bets on this race. I got a notion it's been fixed. I'm Blame well gonna find out if I can before the sun sets today. If I sounded like a boastful kid, well, that's just the way it turned out. Because after talking to Elisha and Sarah Parker, not only didn't I find anything before sundown, but I didn't find out anything for the best part of a week. Water continued to be poisoned. Strangers drifted in and out of town. Even the sheriff couldn't find out a thing that had helped. And then, best I can piece it together, another stranger arrived in town. These strangers. The stranger. Stranger who wasn't too strange to the handful of gunslicks who'd been hanging around town. They got together in the silver books
4: alone.
2: Hey, bartender, let's have another bottle.
5: All right, Lefty. The boy said you were over here.
2: Ah, pull up a chair and rest your frame, through. If you got your work done, <laughs> you must be tired. Bring another glass for that bottle. I got my work
5: done all right. You know me, boss.
2: Yeah, I sure do. That's why I shipped you up here ahead of me. Any, uh, any trouble? Oh,
5: shucks, no. There's been a Jasper in town snooping around. A lawyer named uh, Chad Remington. But he ain't found out a thing, Lefty, believe me.
2: He'd better not find out anything if he wants to go on practicing law. Because I'll get him just the way I'm going to get Parker's store. Now, look, Lefty.
5: You ain't ever been here in those rails before. Me and the boys have been here for more than a week. And I'm telling you, that there Lysha Parker is a stubborn old goat. He'll never sell.
2: No? Well, let's just suppose that Parker won't. Don't you think his widow will? Widow? That's what I said, widow. And if Parker is as crusty an old goat as you say he is, it shouldn't be too hard.
5: Shouldn't be a Lefty, I'm sorry, I just don't get you.
2: Just like you said, Parker's got a nasty temper, hasn't he? Yeah. you're going over to that store and talk Parker into an argument. (laughs) You understand? (laughs) Poor Parker, with that temper of his, gets sore and grabs for his gun. (laughs) That's all, mister. He grabs for his gun, only you outdraw him. Hey,
5: you really got something there. Don't let nobody tell me lefty slaughter ain't got
2: brains. Yeah? Well, uh, instead of wasting your time trying to butter me up, you better be getting over to Parker's store, because once he's out of the way, it's still going to take time before I'm the owner of all the choicest branches in the Dos Rios Valley. Now, go on. I'm getting so anxious, my tongue's hanging out.
6: Lasha, Oh, Lasha. Yes, sir? Oh, want me to put that bold calico up on the shelf for you? Would you please, Lysa? a yes, dear <laughs> After 42 years of what we've been through together, sir, certainly doesn't take a Well, looks like we've got a new customer
3: coming in. Howdy. Howdy.
5: Like a pound of sugar.
3: Pound of sugar. That's sure. right here. I said I wanted
5: a pound.
3: Well, sure, I heard you.
5: Mr. a pound sack. You aiming on calling me a liar? Now, look here, mister. I didn't ask you to come into my store. But I come in, and I'm not going to have some heathen crook like you give me a half pound and claim it's a pound.
3: You get out of here, dog gun! you. Turn around and clear out of my place, before I black La- you out. La- La- Lassie, do hey, You
5: bald-headed old goat. Nobody's putting me out of no place. I'll show you Lassie, who's putting
4: me the 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 out of the place. Lassie, watch Light.
3: hold
5: it, you get away from that
2: door. Watch him,
6: Cherokee.
2: That's why I said. What Did he do the shooting, Mrs. Parker?
6: He, he killed my husband. Yeah. Well, I
5: I only shot in self-defense. Is that the truth, Mrs. Parker?
6: Yes. I tried to stop him. Lasha did draw first.
5: Well, now are you satisfied?
2: Can't say that I'm satisfied. I guess the sheriff won't hold you in the face of that evidence.
6: so why did you do it?
2: can't tell you how sorry I am. I didn't get here two seconds earlier.
6: Oh, that's all right, Che. Elisha,
2: Just saying how sorry I am. I know isn't going to bring your husband back, but there's still an account to be squared up, and I'm hoping you'll let me square it. Come on, Cherokee. Gonna escort this buzzer down to the sheriff. It was a foregone conclusion that the sheriff had released Crewe. But not before we found out that he had something to do with the stranger who'd arrived in town. Lefty Slaughter. Not knowing Slaughter, I decided to go down to the saloon where he was hanging out and size him up just in case. Go on, honey, one more drink. Then I'll give you some more folding money to lose at Pharaoh. Excuse me, but the bartender pointed you out to me as lefty slaughter. Yeah. Something I can do for you, my friend? If I didn't have something else on my mind, slaughter, I'd ask you to apologize for calling me a friend. Asking for an apology and getting one are two different things. Well, maybe I've been lucky, but I generally get what I ask for. And maybe that's because you make it your business to ask the wrong people. Yeah, maybe. But I didn't come here to ask you anything. I came here to tell you something. You don't say Lysha Parker was just shot down in cold blood, and I thought you'd want to know I'm making it my business to find out why. Oh? Well, I never had the pleasure of meeting this Mr. Parker, but if he was a friend of yours, I can't say that I'm exactly sorry. You may be sorry next time you or any of your gun hands try to finish off what you've started. And now if you're through, I'm sure you'll excuse me so I can start enjoying myself. Well, sure, Mr. Slaughter. Enjoy everything while you can. Because if you keep up like I think you've started, legally or otherwise, I'm going to help see that you enjoy the next 50 years of your life rotting away in jail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll return to the exciting second act of our Frontier Town adventure in just about one minute. Now, Frontier
2: Town. Yes, I sounded like a boastful kid all over again. I mean, going in and deliberately rubbing left and slaughter the wrong way. But I found until you've rubbed the fur, you can't tell if the animal you've got is a house cat or a pole cat. Sometimes they're both dangerous, but you trap them different ways. Well, I found out in short order that slaughter was as cold and cocky as they come. Knowing that, there was nothing more I could find out until such time as he chose to make his next move. So Cherokee and I sat for four more days in my office up above Cherokee's livery stable, looking out the window and watching the entire street. And late the afternoon of the fifth day, Cherokee turned away from the window suddenly. Hey,
3: look there! Hmm? That double-dyed, dirty gunslinger who terminated Lysha Parker's mortal existence? He's walking down the street with Leslie Slaughter.
2: He was walking with him. Now Krug's turned off into the saloon and hey, hey, you see what Slaughter's doing? He's heading straight for Mrs. Parker's store.
3: If that's the case, and it certainly seems to be, then what are we doing loitering about this legal
2: You're right, Cherokee. So grab your hat or your gun or both, and let's be finding out what business Slaughter might have with Mrs. Parker. Some of the boys over at the uh Hotel told me about the misfortune you had, Mrs. Parker. I mean, about your husband. Well,
6: certainly might kind of a stranger to come over and say sympathy.
2: And believe me, sympathies just would need me drop in today. You see, I got to thinking about how difficult it might be for a woman like you to try and run a store alone. Mm,
6: yes. I'm afraid it really takes a man's mind to run a business right.
2: Oh, isn't that the truth? And since I came to Dos Rios looking for a business to go into myself, and with you now probably wanting to sell...
6: Oh, I wasn't thinking of selling out, Mr. Slaughter.
2: Well, I know this may sound kind of sudden, but I'm willing to pay you a fair price. All okay. cash. Say, $2,000. $2,000? Mm-hmm.
6: Why, we've got more than $20,000 just owing us on the books.
2: Sure, book. With their cattle dying off like flies, that twenty thousand isn't worth aiming to put to writing. Well, I, I don't aim to argue with a woman, but I'm a fair man. And once I make up my mind, I don't let anyone think it.
6: Well, now, isn't that too bad? Now you just listen to Mrs. me. Barker,
2: you'd better do the listening. I've got three thousand here in cash, so suppose you sit down and start writing out that bill of sale. Wow.
6: If I were a man, I'd take that shotgun off the wall. I
2: Parker Hello, Slaughter. What are you doing here? Button in again? Nope. But since you're determined to stay in those rios and just be a neighborly. And seeing as you want to spend your money, I thought I'd suggest to Mrs. Parker that she accommodate you.
6: Accommodate him? what do you mean, Chad?
2: Well, since you haven't done much cash business this year, I thought maybe I could help Mr. Slaughter spend some of that cash he's got on him right here. If he's so all fired anxious to buy something.
6: Chad, I don't want any of his money, not any of it.
2: Well, <laughs> no, who said it was his money? I'd hate to think where it came from. If you could think at all, you'd keep your nose out of it.
3: What do you mean, think? He could just smell he'd keep his nose out of your business. Speaks to the high heaven. Why, you loudmouth.
2: Stop it. wrecked my whole
4: store.
2: Yeah, don't worry about your store, Mrs. Father. Uh, you able to get up, Cherokee?
3: Uh, uh, once I get some of these troubles out of my hair.
2: Mr. Slaughter, that was a mistake hitting Cherokee. Bad mistake for you. But at that, I guess you wouldn't have hit him if he hadn't been twenty years older than you are. Yeah? Well? You say so. I say so. I'm about your age. Why didn't you hit me? I'm not too gentlemanly to hit you. (laughs) That's
3: it, Tad. Beat the brains out of the blighter.
2: Not much satisfaction to that, Cherokee. won't hit back while I'm facing him.
3: Well, if I had my way, I'd christen his thick skull with a few bottles of my Indian rattlesnake oil. Applied with beggar.
2: I'll see both of you again. I'm sure you will. But you're not leaving yet. Remember I was going to help you spend some of your hard-earned money here with Mrs. Parker? Cherokee, load some of those picks and shovels you knocked over into Mr. Slaughter's arms.
6: <laughs> My boy, you've got a most imaginative idea. Well, what does he want with picks and shovels, Cherokee?
2: <laughs> From what I've heard, he's fixing to dig his own grave.
3: Here you are. Three picks, four shovels. Mm-hmm. Hold out your arms, you insult, human rage. Oh.
2: You gonna pay for this? Oh, no. Wrong again, Slaughter. You're gonna pay for this. Three picks and four shovels will be, well, in round numbers, let's say uh, $50. The Cherokee, since we always aim to help the customer, just peel one of those bills off Mr. Slaughter's bankroll. Just one? Uh, just one.
3: You're never gonna live a life of ease like that, Chad.
2: Now, let's see. You can carry a little more. Just about room for a bolt of that calico. And it's just the right color for Slaughter. Yellow. Yellow. It'll make a nice yellow shroud for that grave he's digging for himself. Well, with all the money he's got left, it's too bad we can't sell him a headstone. Gonna be needing that soon, I think. You're gonna be laughing on the other side of your face before I'm through with you. (laughs) For the time being, you're through with me now. So, uh, adios, Slaughter. And in consideration of your $100 purchase this morning, Mr. O'Bannon will be glad to open the door for you as you go out.
3: Goodbye. Thank you. And be sure or not to come in again.
2: Ted,
6: I just can't thank you enough.
2: Know. I'm afraid your thanks are a little premature. By
6: well, what do you mean?
3: Dad thinks he knows what that crook is up to.
2: It seems to me, Lefty Slaughter found out that almost every rancher in the valley owes you money. He decided to cripple them, force you to sell out to him, and then take over what ranches he's wanted for the money they owe the store.
6: How terrible. But why would you let him walk out of here? Why didn't you have him arrested?
2: Well, yeah, because so far he's been too smart to involve himself. As his hired gun thugs do his dirty work. Until we get them, slaughter's still in the clear.
6: Mm, I see.
2: But isn't there anything
6: you can do to stop them before they... They murdered someone else like,
2: Not like What I'd like to do is create a situation which may force Slaughter into doing something he hadn't planned on. Some crime he hadn't figured in advance. Then catch him red-handed. I think we can, Mrs. Parker, if you'll give me your permission to call a meeting of all the ranchers who owe you money right here at your store. A uh, quiet... Quiet,
3: please. Suppose you stop acting as if you're running this whole show, Remington. Let Sarah Parker do her own talking.
6: Now, there's no talking for me to do. I've sold this store and all of its assets to Chad Remington, and from now on, you'd have to do business with him.
2: Go on and grumble if you want, but it isn't going to do any good. You owe this store money, and I want cash on the barrelhead if I don't get it, I'm going to court and take judgments against every one of you. Remington, your poor father must be turning over this grave. How do you expect us to raise money now? Uh, you can raise money. All you got to do is drive your cattle to market and sell it off.
5: Why, it's almost two months till shipping time.
2: Instead of standing around here arguing, I'm advising you to get together and start a drive with your herds up to the nearest railhead. I'm only giving you five days to be back with cash. So if you know what's good for you, you'll be on your way by sunrise tomorrow morning. Remington buying out Mrs. Parker's store. Boss, I was there myself
5: with the whole crowd, and he told them to get out and drive their cattle to market and be back with the money in five days, or else he was taking over every ranch in the valley.
2: <laughs> well, well, well. <yeah. laughs> There's nothing crooked than a crooked lawyer. The funny part is, what he's doing is playing right into our hands. Ooh, playing into our. Sure. What happens? Those ranchers start driving their cattle to market. You and me and the rest of the boys are laying for them. <laughs> we get the cattle. Remington don't get the money, and the ranches he takes over are worth nothing. <laughs> well, I'll be... That smart monkey is playing into our hands. <laughs>
5: what good are them ranches without cattle on them?
2: No good. <laughs> Krug, we go round up the boys. A thing like this calls for a real celebration. <laughs> Lefty thought I was dumb, all right. The Dos Rios ranchers knew I was a crook. All I was sure of was I was taking a long, wild chance and hoping it would pay off. Next morning, just as I told them to, the ranchers joined up in one big trail drive and started for San Jacinto. From where we were perched, Cherokee, the sheriff, the posse, and I, we could see the cattle spread out along the trail almost as far as the eye could reach. I guess we waited more than an hour. Every man Jack's eyes shaded from the morning sun, scanning the past below us, waiting, praying for some sign of trouble. And finally it came. A single shot. And then in the next instant it sounded like it must have that day at Gettysburg. We waited for a moment to make sure we were right, and then the sheriff unhosted his gun and turned to me. You sure we're right, Chad. Look at them rustlers pour out of that canyon. There must be a million of
3: them. Two million, maybe. Yeah. All right, you possum men. to those 45s and let's get to riding. Got down through that arroyo. That way we can get between them and the cattle. And right in front of those rustlers' bullets. Hey, Chad, haven't I got time for a little drink of my rattlesnake oil? Or
4: something?
2: All you got time to do is squeeze the trigger. Come on, let's Go! <laughs> cats is turning around and heading for the woods. All right, it's that yellow-spined skunk, Slaughter. Hey, Sheriff, you keep after the rest of them. Slaughter's trying to sneak away. I'm going to get him. All right,
3: Chad.
1: All right, come on, men. And
2: don't waste lead shooting over their head. All right, get around there, fella. Slaughter's got a quarter of a mile head start. Slaughter, the further away you ride, the further you're going to bounce on the way back to town. I'm not warning you again If I bulldog you off that
3: horse of yours you are apt to break your neck All right Here's your lead back with interest
2: Get up there boy Come on Get alongside up In there now Where I can get my arm around that
1: <laughs> Don't go you slaughter Am I going
2: to have to break your arm Stop Remington oh, oh, You got me Quit. There. Quit. All right, then. Come on. Get up. Yeah. And start walking. A long trip back to Dos Rios and to jail.
1: God, <laughs> oh, blame you, Jed. Here you had us thinking you were a bigger crook than Slaughter. (laughs) And all the
3: time you were doing it for our own good. Yes, sirree. Just like a father with an unreasonable kid. Yes, spare the rod and spoil the child. That's Chad's motto.
2: What's your motto, Cherokee?
3: Well, I guess you might say to spare the flask and spoil the dream. <laughs> By the way, isn't it about time for the libation right now?
2: From <laughs> the way I look after Bulldog and Slaughter off his horse, it's about time for me to take a bath and put on some clean clothes. Well,
6: it's not premature to thank you now, Ted. Except I uh, don't know how I ever can. Enough.
2: <laughs> you go talking to that young spread like that, sir, and he'll go getting a swell head. <laughs> Eh, not that he don't deserve one, though. That little idea of his of making the boys trail their cattle has certainly squeezed Slaughter into pulling one crime he hadn't figured on.
4: Yes, <laughs>
3: all right, Sheriff. And in honor of my dear friend's talents... Huh? I suggest someone buy me a little shot of something good so I can propose a toast to him. Besides, my knees have to stop shaking yet.
2: Well, my knee isn't shaking, Cherokee, and it's strong enough to turn you over it and beat a little genuine Indian tune on your tom-tom. Go,!
4: Yo, Chad!
3: If you turned me over your knee, not only would you break my spirit, But you'd bust a flask full of the finest Derek Indian rattlesnake oil that ever wetted a man's whistle. I'm going
4: home!
1: Frontier Town, starring Tex Chandler, is a Bruce Ells production. Supervision by Joel Murcott. Story and direction by Paul Franklin. Music written and played by Ivan Dittman. Be sure to be with us again same time next week for another fine action-adventure story with your favorite young Western star, Tex Chandler. This is Bill Foreman telling you that Frontier Town came to you from Hollywood.
0: Back, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of OTRWesterns.com. Send me an email, podcast at OTRWesterns.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, OTRWesterns.com/slash Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, OTRWesterns.com slash Twitter. Call leave me a voicemail, 707-986-8739. Don't forget to rate this show on iTunes, OTRWesterns.com slash iTunes. This episode's copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share-alike copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com copyright. Hope you enjoy. Again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.